This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. This is interesting. We're all looking at the skies for the past couple weeks with the UFOs getting shot down and the spy balloons floating Mm -hmm. overhead. Well, the latest space news, hair samples from past U.S. presidents are being shot into space later this year. (laughs) I don't know why, but they're shooting hair samples from George Washington. Okay. JFK, Dwight Eisenhower, and Ronald Reagan. So there's a company um, that specializes in blasting human remains into space. I love this. They're also uh, sending up a hair sample from DeForest Kelly, who played Bones on Star Trek. Okay, a nod to the, the geeks out there. And the ashes of Nichelle Nichols, Uhara from Star Trek. Okay. She's getting shot up there. With the presidents. Imagine the presidents. that. You're an actor on one television show, and now you're up there with Eisenhower. I'm impressed that they st- they have George Washington's hair samples kicking around still. Hmm. Yeah. That is weird. Who, who's been hanging on to these? Maybe stuck in one of his old wigs. Maybe. He, the under, underside? Yeah, you, you see George Washington pictures of him. I don't think that's his natural hair. No. Like the white, curly... Nobody had that sick of flow back then. That was just the judges thing they put on in England yeah. or whatever. I would like that uh, that look to come back in fashion because then I would have an excuse for wearing a wig every day. <laughs> yeah, and you look so r- royal and regal. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I, I should shorts. start it. <laughs> I should start. Yeah. Taz is at the beach. Wearing powdered wig, wearing floral board shorts and a George Washington style curly hair gray wig. Hey, someone's got to start it. Everyone's doing it. They say fashion is cyclical. (laughs) We're there. So Washington, JFK, Eisenhower, Ronald Reagan's hair samples being shot into space. Now this idea is that so aliens sometime down the road can clone them, bring them back, and then they can colonize space? Is that the plan? I don't know. Again, they specialize in blasting human remains into space. That's the dream. Like, that's why I would blast myself into space, hoping that, you know, thousands of years from now, my floating body will land or or be discovered by something that'll bring me back. Worth a shot. (laughs) There's no other option. (laughs) I'm I'm surprised they're not sending Trump's hair up into space. I mean, if you want to talk about presidents with flow. (laughs) Let's not keep that genetic path going. (laughs) (laughs) I would be a little concerned, though, that Trump's hair would somehow become like the... uh, the symbiote from Spider-Man up there. Oh, it and clings it would, to anything. It would return to Earth and start latching on to people. <laughs> Controlling them. <laughs> yeah, suddenly everyone's walking around with oh, Trump yeah, hair. yeah, totally. <laughs> Invasion of the body snatchers. <laughs> the Taz and Jim Podcast. Boy, it sure looks like the Toronto Maple Leafs got a deal on Ryan O'Reilly. Got himself a hat trick last night. Good job by O'Reilly. To get it back. Marner has an open net, but he wanted to make sure he gets it out. He does. Here comes O'Reilly for the hat trick. Ryan O'Reilly. Yes! And here come the hats in Buffalo. Fourth career hat trick. His first in almost two years. And for a road game, that's a lot of lids. I like it too. The announcer goes on to talk about kind of the story of Ryan O'Reilly's career in the last four or so years. 
Well, the irony, right? <laughs> Brian O'Reilly, he left here in Buffalo in 2018. He said that he'd lost the passion to play. And since then, he's got a con smite, the Selkie, a Stanley Cup. Now he's on this new team here in Toronto. A great first period. A couple of feats from Marner allowed him to score his first two goals the Maple Leaf on his first two shots. And That's huge. Yeah. This line is, is crazy. 13 points for O'Reilly's line last night. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> Bad at all. Here's one great shot. We just retweeted it. Uh, thank you to the listener who sent us uh, this picture. But it's uh, it's a couple Toronto Maple Leafs players, O'Reilly being one of them, celebrating uh, one of the goals. And you can just see a Buffalo fan looking miserable in the stands behind them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> frowning. I think there's a middle finger tossed Frowning, up there shooting too. up the middle finger. Yeah. <laughs> we almost had him. Yeah, we did, and we let him Tavares go. It's Tavares and O'Reilly hugging, yeah. and then there's just a miserable Buffalo fan <laughs> with his dad giving him the side eye, yeah. middle finger. <laughs> and it's so true, like you said, Jim. You had so many hats flying on the ice uh, for that hat trick by O'Reilly because Toronto fans, most of them can't afford to go see a game in Toronto. They have to drive to Buffalo, and it's cheaper to buy hats for the whole family. Oh, yeah. To throw away yeah. and drive to Buffalo, have dinner, drive back home, and you're still saving money compared to seeing a game in Toronto. Oh, yeah. You'll be watching a game where there's no, there's not, the Leafs aren't playing, and there'll be Toronto Maple Leaf shirts and jerseys in the crowd. Yeah. It's just their fans, they want to go see a game that they can afford. They can see an NHL game yeah. and don't have to get a second mortgage to do it. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking to our sports guy, Devin Peacock, about uh, last night's game earlier. And I asked Dev, because he's a huge Leafs fan, um, how excited he is. And we're coming up with some right now. We're going to be posting it on the Taz and Jim Facebook page. It's the official Leaf fan excitometer. Yeah, yeah. So we want to see where you are on a scale of 1 to 10. 10, here we have plan the parade. <laughs> 8, we have almost there. 6... There's always next year. Four, won't hold my breath. Two, burning my jersey. And zero, glad dad's not alive to see this. <laughs> I think I think we're climbing up, getting closer to playing the parade here, Jim. Maybe I, I'm almost there is where I'm sitting at right Okay, now. I You don't want to get overly no, optimistic. No, never playing the parade. The Taz and Jim Podcast. This is another story about keeping things in the original packaging. Wish I did this when I was young. Jimmy, you know, it used to be the uh, the action figures. You know, you had the unopened action figures, and they were worth a ton of money, right? Sure, yeah. G.I. Joe Kung Fu Grip, original. Now it's anything electronic. A woman just sold a first-generation iPhone from 2007 that she never opened. Uh... For $63,000 U.S. Really? $63,000. She was on a show called Doctor and the Diva three years ago, and she got it appraised back then. This is what they said. 2007, I got a new job, and 
my friends bought me the latest first-generation Because it's iPhone. a new job, and you're all excited, and you've got to do this, you know. It's got all these you know? neat things on there wow. to do a new job, like a right. calendar and, and all this stuff. And you didn't open it. I had just gotten a brand new phone. And then a couple years went by, and somebody was like, hey, an Apple collector might want that. It's the original iPhone, and it never broke the seal. And I'm like, it's an iPhone, so it'll never go out of date. <laughs> <laughs> And now it's worth $63,000. Her hmm. friends gave it to her. Is she cutting her friends in on that deal? Hmm. I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I have some former friends who gave me an yeah. iPhone. And since that iPhone was invented, there's only been 42 different cords that you could use <laughs> that they've invented since. That's weird, though, because like I could see like the original Nintendo... You know, there's like a lot of emotion tied up in those. Like, oh, I remember Christmas morning, I opened that up, and then like somebody would want to buy that down the road. But are people emotionally attached to the iPhone? It is a piece of history. Look at how big iPhone is now and what a huge part of everyone's lives iPhones have become. And this is the first generation. Plus, you mentioned cords. You can still plug headphones into that one. That's good, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because, uh, like, you can't, like, I mean, you could display it, but you can't take it out of the box, and the box, I don't know what you do with it when, now that you own it. Right. Yeah, is the person who bought it for $63,000 going to open it up and use it? <laughs> I doubt it. Or are they going to put it away in a safe deposit box, hoping the value of it goes up another, you know, million dollars over the next 20 years? I would assume so. There's not a lot of fun you could have with the iPhone. And in that case, how do they know there's not a rock in there? Just like a bad uh, Kijiji buy. Right. Yeah. You put a rock in, you reseal it in the plastic, <laughs> and somebody pays $63,000 for it. Sucker. I'd want to x-ray it before I bought it if I'm spending that kind of money. Not a bad idea. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We're not concerned about murder hornets anymore, right? I don't think so. That's over? There were some rumblings, but uh, yeah, they went away pretty quick. Bit of a flash in the pan. Every two years, that warning comes out. Honestly, since I was in high school, I've been worried about these bees or hornets coming yeah. up, and it's never happened. The killer bees from down south are sure. making their way yeah. to your neighborhood, but we seem to have dodged it thus far. Uh, apparently, what we need to be concerned about is super pigs. Yeah. The super pigs are coming, and they pose a real threat to Canada and the United States, according to an article. Yeah. I mean, this has been going on for a while. I mean, at least four to five years, it seems. Basically, some actual domesticated pigs from farms uh, were let out into the wild. They bred with your average wild boar, and they've turned into some sort of crazy super pig. No, it's not crazy. Like They interbreed all the time, but these pigs no longer look domesticated. Uh, they, they've grown hair on their back. Their tusks have reappeared. And even if you just leave a, a, a normal pig from a farm outside, like, no longer on a farm for a while, it will grow tusks again. Like, they're really? crazy animals, and they will start growing hair. The males will, at least. And so these beasts are a cross between the two. They're very intelligent, Super very intelligent elusive. Oh, no. They're trying to get hunters after them, but they're so smart that basically the pigs realize, oh, if the heat's coming down on them, they'll turn nocturnal. So it's way more difficult to find them at night. And they're omnivores, so they can eat almost anything. So they'll disappear into the woods and the swamps, wherever. And they're almost impossible to track. And they're causing major damage to crops. $1.5 billion worth of damage because of super pigs. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like uh, pigs uh, like to eat or something. But they, they're, they're uh, technically the most invasive species of all time. Like, Come it's on. no joke. They're the worst invasive species. 
Uh, they can uh, average between 20, 75 to 250 pounds, but can weigh double that and measure up to five feet long. Now, wild boars, like I saw a video the other day where a wild pig, there's kids, I can't remember if they were skateboarding or something like that, but the pig kind of comes up and it looks like a little dog off in the distance. But as soon as it gets Keeps close, it starts bigger attacking. And bigger. Yeah. <laughs> it's and, 450 pounds. Yeah. And like wild boars, if you live around them, man, they're scary too. Like they're like wolves. You, you warn the kids in the village about that. Like, like they're wolves. Uh, Jim, uh, you know, I was kind of taking this too lightly, I guess. I thought it was funny. Here Super pigs. Shakira, singer attacked by a pair of wild boars. Even Shakira's not safe. Well, she's lucky that her breasts are small and humble, so the pigs didn't confuse them with mountains. <laughs> She'd be a goner. She would have been. I don't like the noises the pigs make. I don't know where oink came from. You know, moo sounds like the, the sound a cow makes. Moo. Yeah. But I don't think oink... I think when they're eating, when they're eating the slop, and it's kind of oinkage, but if you've ever shipped pigs or something, it's... It's more like dinosaurs. Like, imagine sleeping in a tent and hearing this outside your tent. Sounds like your drunk buddy looking through the cooler. <laughs> Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? Devin Peacock is our sports guy. Let's talk football. Bridging the gap between the end of the NFL season and the start of the CFL season, we've got the XFL back in full swing. The XFL is back for what it is technically the third time. The second time was, you know, one of those blink and you missed it moments. The first time was 20 years ago, failed spectacularly. Although, from the first version of the XFL, we did get, you know, the, the first downline. There were some innovations technically that uh, the networks adopted, and there are some new rules in this new version of the XFL that I think would be kind of interesting for the NFL. So they have some rule changes that are interesting. One of the biggest ones that I think the NFL should do immediately is for challenges. Coaches can challenge anything. They can challenge a hold penalty. They like Because sometimes right now there's limits on what coaches can challenge in the game, like a bad call. In the XFL, you can challenge anything you want. Mm -hmm. What's really interesting is how they handle the extra points. So there are no, uh, so there's like, there's no uh, situation where your kicker can, you know, miss, I don't know, five straight extra points uh, in a, in a game. What they do for extra points is you can line up at the uh, two yard line for one point at the five-yard line to go for two points or the 10-yard line and go for three points after you score a touchdown. They also have a different rule for onside kicks in the fourth quarter. So if you want to do an onside kick in the fourth quarter, you can kick it or you can be on your 25-yard line and go for and have one shot to get 15 yards. Throw a play, run a play, do whatever you want. Oh, wow. Mm. That worked on opening weekend this past weekend. They had their first weekend. St. Louis was down in the game. They scored a late touchdown, did the funky uh, extra point. Then they did an onside kick, converted it, and went down and scored and won the game. So they went down from 15 nothing to win 18-15. to How about this with the extra point? This just gave to me, I okay. think it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. 
If you miss one, you don't get to kick any more extra points in the game. <laughs> well, so you have to rotate through the whole squad? Is that what you're saying? The no. next guy has to line up and yes. kick one? <laughs> a different player has yeah, to kick yeah. it. Well, here's the fun thing about <laughs> no, the extra You don't get to try for an extra oh. point for the rest of the game. Then you have to line up on the 2, the 5, or the 10. Here's the fun thing for the extra points. Yeah, let's say, you know, a ta- like my team's going against Taz's team. I'm going for two points in the extra point, and I throw an interception, and you run it back to my end zone, you get the two points. Oh, shouldn't cool. You, wait, shouldn't you get seven, six, sorry? The, they don't count it as a touchdown. You get two points. So for their overtime. <laughs> this is so, like, honestly, I watch enough football. I'm still confused by some of the rules. I don't know what the hell is going to happen if I try to watch, watch the XFL. They don't need to. Like, the the NFL is not going to adopt probably any of this. Uh, yeah. They don't need to. But what I like about it is it's not super gimmicky. Like, the first version of the NX, XFL was trying to be over the top, you know, yeah, wrestling, Yeah, I specifically basically. remember instead of a kickoff, there's going to be two guys running from each end zone to try yeah. to get the ball at the center line <laughs> and just concussion. Galore, <laughs> but what everything can always benefit from is just like fresh eyes, new ways of thinking about something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have a catch rule that makes sense where you don't need to have two feet in bounds. You can have one foot. I like that's, that. That's what they do in college. They should do it in the NFL. The NFL's catch rules are just so crazy that it's it's like sometimes a catch is not a catch and it's ridiculous. So at the very least, I want the NFL to look at the XFL and say, okay, we can steal that or modify that because it's a good idea and can make the game more exciting. Yeah, this is like uh, when when Slam Ball came out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was so disappointed that the NBA didn't incorporate more trampolines into Just their courts. One. one on each half. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We're just talking about how a woman had the first generation iPhone. She never opened it. She just sold the thing for $63,000 U.S., Dave in the Man Cave is on the line. Hey, Dave. How you doing, brother? Good. You got something that you think could sell for big money. What is it? Oh, I'm pretty sure it's a first-generation Sony Walkman. The cassette tape walk, Walkman players that you plugged in and walked with when you were a kid. Familiar with the Walkman, yeah. Loved mine when I was young. What color yes, is sir. it? Is it the gray uh, one or the I yellow one? It's uh, red. Oh, a red one. Hmm. Yes, and it's it's, nice it's still it's still in the package like it's never it's never been opened, Dave. No, it hasn't. No. Why do you have it? My mom used to buy them for her work. Okay, so she bought backups in case her her Sony exactly. Walkman went Some down. Them and uh, stored them and gave them to me. I also have a uh, portable floppy drive for a computer. Okay, less impressive. I'll give you sixty bucks for the Walkman. <laughs> Best I can do is sixty-five. It's not a chance, not a chance. <laughs> what do you think it's worth? I honestly, I don't know, but I'm saving it for my kids. Yeah, is it the one that Star Lord uses in Guardians of the Galaxy with the orange foam earphones? Because I feel like that those ones would be worth lots of money because of that it, it movie. It didn't have uh, foam ones, and I'm not sure if it's the same model. Okay, but it's similar. And it's wrapped in plastic. It's never been opened. It's still in the factory case. Hmm. What do you got, Jim? I don't see one in a box yet. Here. Wow, that's a good sign. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at eBay now. Ones out of the box are worth around four hundred bucks. I mean, they're they're for sale for four hundred bucks. Well, that's good uh, to know. In the box. Oh, here we go. No, that's refurbished. A refurbished one is three fifty. I mean, so that's out of the box. I can't find one in the box. This is a good sign, Dave. 
This one's brand new, still in the factory box with the price tag on it. And do you have any tapes that come with it? Actually, yes, I have a uh, a couple tapes. I've got one bootleg tape from Pink Floyd The Wall when they were at the Berlin Wall tearing it down. Oh, nice. Uh, I was there for that concert. I feel like this is is turned into the buy and sell show here now. (laughs) You got anything to swap? The Taz and Jim Podcast. Here's a sign that is getting mixed reviews. This is a story out of Columbus, Ohio. There's a pizzeria, Santino's Pizzeria. They hung a banner in front of their store that says, now hiring non-stupid people. Seems like that that was generally what every job posting, I think, means, but uh, specifically stupid, non-stupid Non-stupid people. Non-stupid people. Yeah. Now hiring non-stupid people. And they've been getting some backlash with people prank calling the pizza place, placing orders for 10 plus pizzas and then canceling them and saying your sign sucks. What is wrong? Is stupid now? What, what is wrong with that? Well, this is the daughter of the owner explaining what they meant by the sign. It's more humor than anything. It's not meant to like target anyone like that or be rude. A lot of people that we've hired, there's really no worth ethic behind them. So I guess that's the meaning behind the non-stupid. Yeah, they're saying that they're sick and tired of hiring people, training them, and then they don't show up for work. I don't even think stupid is purely based around IQ. Like there can be a, a book smart person who's stupid. They can't show up on time, can't follow simple instructions. I th- I don't think stupid is an ableist term. Your attitude could make you stupid. For sure, yeah. Your work ethic could make you stupid. Mm-hmm. You got a stupid work ethic. Sure. And we've heard that frustration from many people in many industries that there's just it's getting tougher and tougher to find people who will work and work hard. Oh yeah. If you're stealing stuff out of the kitchen, you're stupid. stupid, yeah. Where'd all the pepperoni go? Not me. <laughs> You're, You're stupid. stupid. <laughs> You're stupid, stupid and, and gluttonous. <laughs> the Taz and Jim Podcast. Contestant on Wheel of Fortune this week. They're oh saying boy. this is the, the biggest choke in the history of the game show. There was one letter left. Two words are already revealed. It's a three-word puzzle. Food and drink. The two words are already revealed. The second two words. Tropical fruit. And there's a four letters of the five-letter word already solved here. So this the, is the first word. Yeah. And Tropical the word is, fruit, and then this word the first precedes word, it. Yes, and it's very obvious what it is. It's clearly fresh. The <laughs> S is missing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? F-R-E blank H. And it's so, it could, it's so obviously fresh. It could be fresh or French, basically. But what this uh, contestant guessed... It couldn't be French. I mean, that's the only other logical... Like, obviously you'd make a mistake, but that's the only other word that fits. It's clearly fresh. She could have said French. It would have been French, embarrassing. French doesn't fit. There's not enough letters. Oh, my God. I'm stupid, too. Fresh is the only possible <laughs> option. I was trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> <laughs> but like, to but she s- didn't say N. No, and I just want to. I want to uh, just read this tweet because this is. I haven't heard the audio yet, but this tweet describes it. I don't think I've heard a single audience member audibly have such a violent reaction on Wheel of Fortune to this lady's guess for the word fresh. Yes, there is an H. <laughs> uh, solid or spin it or. But do something quickly. You don't um, I'll spin it. Okay. 
She's going to spin. So at this point, you think she's just gambling. Yeah. What letter for you? I'll go with a G. Uh, Juliana, what? it's your turn. <laughs> I wouldn't I'd call like that violent. Yeah. Fresh tropical yeah. fruit. There it is. Uh, a G. You know, when that happens and you're sitting at home, you're saying, how in the world can that? But, you know, sometimes it's a word that just doesn't want to come into focus for you. It did for you, and in addition to Good for Pat Sajak. He downplayed it. Sometimes uh, Sajak will dig in when somebody screws up. Yeah, double down. I, I think he felt pretty bad for this lady. Yeah. I mean, he would have felt worse for me if I would have guessed French. <laughs> There's not enough letters. Well, I was trying. I know. I was trying to like. I was trying to say, how could you possibly screw this up? Like, there's only one option. Well, what do you think the word is? Frigga? Fred? Well, that's silent G, you know? Frigga? Frigga? Tropical fruit? Fredge? (laughs) You know, it's where you keep your tropical fruit (laughs) in the fridge. Oh, that's maybe what she was thinking. Fredge tropical fruit. Oh, boy. That's embarrassing. Yeah. I don't even know if they give you the parting gift when you screw up that bad. No, they they politely ask you to leave during the commercial break. You owe them a shop back. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Earlier in the show, we were talking about this pizza place in Columbus, Ohio. They're looking to hire some people, and they posted a sign out front of the restaurant said, now hiring non-stupid people. And they got some backlash because of their sign. This is the daughter of the owner explaining what their intention was. It's more humor than anything. It's not meant to like target anyone like that or be rude. A lot of people that we've hired, there's really no worth ethic behind them. So I guess that's the meaning behind the non-stupid. Now hiring non-stupid people. We posted a picture of the sign on the Taz and Jim Facebook page. Some good comments coming in. Yeah, Paul says, those who are offended need not apply. Uh, Michael says, this won't work as the target audience has no self-awareness of their own incompetence. True. Does, do stupid people know they're stupid? No. I, I don't. It's like ugly people don't know they're ugly. Some do. <laughs> do you think you're good looking, Jim? No. <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, and Mark says, everyone thinks it's funny until they get called stupid. Uh, Jenny says, every workplace needs at least one stupid person to blame stuff on. And if your workplace doesn't have a stupid person to blame stuff on, I hate to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's Turns probably out. you. Uh-oh.